Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 111. One, one, one. David Shepard's doing a little hop as we speak. I was going to say David Shepard. That's uncanny. Come on. Honestly, I was. Scenes, absolute scenes. It is the ENS Wolvesar podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here on his phone, Mr. Busy. It is Mr. Timothy. Spiers or Tim, how are you, baby? Good, good, very good. Glad to see uh, you've made it to the right room. Yes. Uh, this week. Yes, we've been in a different room today. Oh, Bournemouth banter. Bournemouth Got to kick off with this. Go on then. Got to kick off with this. So, if anyone doesn't know, Wolves played AFC Bournemouth away on Saturday. Uh, I, was a bit, I was a bit concerned about Judah's whereabouts. It was um, t- team news time. That's normally when he when he uh, records me uh, speaking about team news. Uh, there's no Judah. Uh, I've got, got a little message on my phone saying <laughs> swearing. Uh, yes, thanks <laughs> with, for that. With a little picture of a map where he was at that time. Uh, he was at Bournemouth FC. Oh, not AFC Bournemouth. Uh, the Wessex League Premier Division Cup uh, club. <laughs> Uh, they once finished runners up in that in that competition. Their best ever best ever finish in nineteen ninety five. Excellent. Um, once beat Tadley Caliver fourteen one, their biggest ever victory. Managed <laughs> We're by talking about Bournemouth FC here. Managed right? by legendary manager uh, Michael Cuffey. Oh yeah, Cuffmeister. Um, they've they've got a big a big stand uh, of two hundred and five seats. Wow. Uh, but yeah, Judas about mistook this for Premier League ground Dean Court. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was I was I was I was uh, you, I mean we we were come on we were keywords back out. and f- Back, what's happening back and forth? You were saying, look, it's a bit of a nightmare. Obviously, traffic. obviously you'd, you'd pulled up at this point. To, yeah, I pulled, to... I pulled up. I pulled up. <laughs> pulled out. Ah. <laughs> gone round, gone round the side, and you said, oh, it takes you round, round the bend, and it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, but you get there eventually. Yeah, so well, that... I, I said, I said to dinner, the sat nav, the sat nav takes you to a dead end at, yeah. a, at AFC Bournemouth. Yeah. So follow signs for the ground. Ignore the mm. sat nav. Mm. Follow signs for the ground. Those yeah. are my last instructions yes. to you. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, so my, I'm thinking, well, you must be on some sort of Google sat nav. I was on Waze. I thought I knew better, and I'm thinking. Goodness me, I'm half a mile out here and I haven't hit any traffic. It's absolutely superb. <laughs> Cruising in, I'm going to be there probably an hour and a half before kickoff. Get there, and I'm about 200 yards away, and I can see the little finish flag. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, tell me this isn't this isn't happening. And it said it was a big round. It said the poppies. Yeah, the that's poppies. their nickname. Yeah. Right, but then then this is this is this is my ridiculous sadistic mind. I'm thinking. Is it poppies and it's cherries? Is it pop the cherries? <laughs> is it pop cherries? I, I, I had a pop the cherries line ready for if we won that day. Oh, I, I, had, I had a tweet, a tweet ready. Do, do, do you want to know what it was? Go on. If, uh, Give it away till next year. If Wolves had won, uh, that would be like the, there were more cherries popped than on GCC results day today. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that, that tweet would have banged, as they say. Oh, literally. <laughs> oh, dear. So, so, what is so, your so, cherry pop? Amsterdam? Wow. <laughs> Or we're doing virginity chat after <laughs> five incredible. minutes. <laughs> Disappointing when you go into Wolverhampton Post Office, though, when you went after that, coming back from Amsterdam. Window number three, please. <laughs> like, oh, this is steady. Didn't pay for this. Oh, uh, dear. I, I don't think we can talk about this. Hmm. Should we move on? Yeah, so 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 what? So did you actually get to the ground? You know, I got to the ground. I was there. I, I was there in plenty of time. I was there absolutely plenty of time. Um, I saw you, but I No, I no, no. Did, no, did, did you actually get to, to uh, 
Bournemouth FC. No, I did, a, I, did a, I did a U-turn when I saw there was no one ah, there. Okay. I did a U-turn. It was, it was only 200 yards down the road. Um, <laughs> and lucky enough, it was only about 10, 15 minutes away. Um, beautiful trees, um, driving through, gorgeous houses. Yeah, nice setup. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, some, of those, some of those houses, um, I think, would have cost a pretty penny. And I'm sure that some of the materials used will have been from Wolverhampton Building Supplies. Wow. Our podcast That's nice sponsor. and early this week. Oh, yes. You know, we're talking about cherries. Um, we have three delivery vehicles that offer same day and next day reliable deliveries from fitting an outside tap to building a complete house, which I'm sure they did in Bournemouth. Um, they provide all the materials you need at the best local cost. A one-stop shop for all your DIY and building products. That's Wolverhampton Building Supplies. There you go. So I got there yeah. and um, was checking my tweets to see um, to see what's happening, uh, what I'd missed in the last 45 minutes since checking them last. And of course, you've tweeted out the exact screenshot that I've sent you. And I, I love the fact that you, you've you've kind of like inked out my my swear at the start. Yes, yes. But then I've got I've got FK off. Yeah, but and you've added that in. That's okay. No, that's yeah. Okay. What do you mean it's okay? I'm just going to reassure you now. I'm not going to make a habit of screenshotting our conversations well, no, I, I and, and, and putting them on the internet. I was, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, screen, I was gonna send something else through the day, but I thought no chance. No, we're no, not, I can't no. do that. It's, a da- it's dangerous. That's I would say ninety percent of the stuff that we chat about would get us sacked. Minimum ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum ninety percent. Uh, how's uh, how's your week been? Uh, all right. Lonely, um, lonely. <laughs> Nathan's so lonely. <laughs> Drinking coffee in Leamington Spa on his own, <laughs> as, was, he, as he revealed about an hour ago. I did. We had a, we had a, we had a little meeting uh, with, with some colleagues. and uh, Yeah, I was in Leamington Spa yesterday. I'm having my cup of coffee. I thought I'd drive out on my own. <laughs> so, so someone asked, Judy's missus got away, is that right? She has. She's gone back to uh, Seattle. And someone asked... No, not permanently, I'd like to ask. <laughs> well, Sunday. not yet. And not obviously this virginity-based podcast. <laughs> oh. uh, someone asked Nathan, uh, how's he coping with that, his missus? And he mm. said, uh, I've been driving, been driving to Leamington. <laughs> Leamington Spa quite a lot and having coffee on my oh, own. <laughs> what a sad picture. Uh, yes, that and uh, that and uh, playing poker in the casino. Nice. Poker. Again, a very, very sociable uh, thing to do. <laughs> lot, 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 lots of chat. <laughs> uh, so no, it, it's been fine. Dogs are away as well. He says, I've just, I've just been, I've, I've been kind of sad. A little Have bit you? sad. Have yeah. you not been enjoying the bachelor lifestyle? No, no, no. I'm in 38 now, Tim. 38? Yes. Don't look at a day D- over 42. Day over 42. Um, so, no, all, all good, mate. All good. Um, Does that mean I'm, you've had a birthday recently? No. It's in, in November. Oh, okay. I'm sure you remember saying you were 37 recently. You just play around with your age, don't you? I don't play around with anything. Why would uh, we get off this topic of playing know, so, around? Do you know, something something's ju- literally just come to my head. We were at a game the other day. Yes. Huddersfield away. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute <laughs> shite. Uh, and um, during the game, you showed me a picture, and we haven't discussed it ah! before or since. Do you, can you elaborate? Because I'd love to tweet this out with the podcast. Well, you haven't got the picture, hence no. why I was going to send you something. I didn't in the end. <laughs> yes. So I was. Um, I stayed. I stayed the weekend at my parents' house uh, for a couple of nights. And because uh, they live in Hull, so quite close to Huddersfield, so very good. And I was dusting down. In fact, I took another picture as well, dusting down some old photographs and found two of my promo shots for Nickelodeon. Ah, yes. The Nickelodeon days. <laughs> I also found, which I've taken a picture of as well, um, I might send you this. This, this. this may come out one day. Old VHS copy. I'll show you what it says, even though it's, it's kind of like um, it's almost disappeared, the writing. 
Shipwrecked and Big Brother Demo. Yes. Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked and Big Brother Demo. You went for Shipwrecked? I went for both of them, baby. Did you? Yes. Um, I think Shipwreck was an obstacle course I set up for myself, getting across from and up and down. That's a VHS? VHS copy, Have you yes. got a VHS uh, system at home? Uh, yes, I do, yes. Old did you, school. Did, did you watch it? No, no. Oh. It, stayed, it stayed in. So I got that, and I came across, like I say, two pictures of Nickelodeon days. Look at that. You've got, got to tweet that out. I can't tweet it out. Come on. Oh my, what are you doing there <laughs> with your hands? I don't know. It's so like... if, if he's not going to let me tweet this out, I mean, Judas... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, okay. If Wolves... Because I think Wolves will stuff Cardiff. Spoiler alert. Like, stuff them, okay? Yeah. If Wolves don't win by three clear goals on mm. Saturday, I'll tweet yeah. it out. Ah, good. Good odds. Yeah? I'll tweet that out. Is that fair enough? That's I'll tweet fair it enough. out. So the game's on Saturday night. We'll, we'll leave Saturday. I'll tweet out midday Sunday if they don't win by three goals or more. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's good. You've got to remind me, though. I, I will. Um, but yeah, these are two pictures that have um, back in the day. You, you, yeah. Just, just, well, if, if this picture never comes to light, I mean... Um, Faded ripped jeans. Yeah. Uh, a t-shirt that says the number 73 on it. Yeah. Uh, wet hair. <laughs> Slick back, wet hair. Some kind of strange necklace with a, a silver block of something. Yeah, and you miss what's on the hair. Oh, have you, you got that? a little Ronaldo braid yeah. thing, have you? Yeah, No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, it's special. It is special. Okay, Sunday, 12 o'clock. Sunday, 12 o'clock. I think they're going to stuff them, so I think I'll be I'll be okay. But if they're doing by three clear goals, then I shall tweet out my two kids TV pictures. Just going to point out at this you. point that Wolves have not won a game by three goals this season. Until Saturday, baby. No, they have. Oh, they have? West Ham. Oh, yes, they have. Yes, yeah, they of course have. they have, yes. So they that's have. not... Yeah, stat, stat, stat back. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Okay, um, all right. Let's hope so. Um, also, yeah. I saw you had some some new new get-up on Huddersfield on Tuesday night. Did I? Yes. Get-up? Yes, you had some new get-up. You had you had some Bovril that you'd uh, stolen from Bournemouth. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim is a thief. And uh, <laughs> apart from upsetting a lot of Cherry's people on Saturday, and we'll, I'm sure talk about an abuse of the week, he he also stole, and I mean stole. How many how many Bovril cups? Ready made Bovril cups. Just the one. Just the six <laughs> or seven. This guy, we were the last two people as we normally are, leaving the ground on Saturday. And there's a there's a lovely lovely drinks tray full of tomato soup. Bovril, um, Cadbury's hot chocolate, all sorts of, of, of beautiful. I think there was about twenty or thirty pots or little cups on each one, ready made. Add your hot water, and this guy takes this bag, his man bag. Poor, poor Bournemouth. About six p.m. and he's literally like the repo. It's like the Hamburglar, literally just shoving them in there. I mean, took it. He even took his laptop out so he can make way for an extra two or three. And then what do I see him with on the Tuesday night at Bovril? Thanks very much, Bournemouth. Which I did the hot water. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, the the Lucasades and the Diet Cokes and the Coke bottles that you that you nick from Wolves after a game is bad enough. But now you're going to beefy hot beef. Drinks. I mean, what are you going to do next? Don't name and shame me. It's horrific. This uh, horrific. No, they've, so they've got these these plastic cups, and at the, at the bottom. I'm just going to check if is, we're recording. Actually, oh, we are. We are recording. That's, that's uh, good. It's good because it's top quality banter. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the plastic cups, and they've got Bovril coffee, soup, as you say. Yeah. And the powders at the bottom, mm. and it's covered by foil. You just rip the foil off mm. and add hot water. Yes. And they they had dozens of Bovril cups. And this is much nicer. Oh, maybe they're season, season supply, man. 
Uh, much, much nicer don't, than... Don't make that sound again. <laughs> <laughs> much nicer than the bovel you get in a, in a jar. Yeah, the, the gloopy stuff. Yeah, this is this has got more salt content, mm-hmm. I feel, mm-hmm. which, which makes it tastier. <laughs> um, actually, uh, uh, yes... And mi- thicker mi- at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, Mrs... Um, Mrs. spotted these because because they're they're in the flat in, right. in, in, in a tower for, for, for visual effects quite a few in a tower all piled up together. Uh, studentliving.net. And uh, she took one of them and because it's got calorie content on the outside. Yeah, um, not bad. One one bovril is sixty-seven percent of your daily salt intake. Is it? Yes, it is. Wowzer. Uh, so yeah, I've uh, been a bit dehydrated last few days, <laughs> but a uh, tasty bovril you cannot beat it. Do you know what the good news is? Sorry, Bournemouth. Do you know what the good news is? Do, do you know what the good news is? Yeah. Is that is that someone from the Wolves press office uh, used to work at Bournemouth and has many friends down there. So <laughs> yeah. if he's listening to this, I'm sure he might pass on that information. Uh, uh, Sorry, I interrupted you there. What did you say? Good news is... Yeah. After two games without a win... Yeah. Wolves are back in seventh, baby! Oh, yeah. They're back in seventh. Who cares? Who cares? One draw, one loss against a horrific team... Um, and they were, no, they were they're good. I like it. As no, well. they're not. They're not good. You, you, you said you made this point on Tuesday night. You said, well, you know, you said something about about can't believe Wolves are seventh. Then you said, I can't believe Huddersfield are twentieth playing like that. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I'm th- I thought they were bang average. Wolves Wolves played like a Championship team against against a bottom side Premier League. I don't think I don't think they were anything special. Huddersfield. They just worked hard, but they've got no flair. <coughs> they haven't got a lot of quality. It's just that Wolves were the worst. They were. They were. They were. I think under Nuno, the worst I've seen them under Nuno, hundred uh, percent. You're probably right. You're right about not much flair, but then there's a couple of teams like that. Cardiff have got, got no flair either. No, I think Cardiff are better than Huddersfield. Yeah, but there's there's something to be said for lining up as a and playing as a team and having a game plan and sticking to it. And oh, work, I agree. And working, yes, yeah, damn right, they worked harder than Wolves. Absolutely, and th- they showed the quality at Molyneux. I thought they outplayed us at Molyneux. And Moy, not a Premier League side. Moy is a player who could fit in Wolves' team. Philip Billing is a player, by the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise he's Danish and only 22, 23. Wolves could be having a look at him. He's a mountain of a midfielder. Well, he's so, huge, yeah, he is huge. I, I, was, I was really impressed with them. I thought they, they thoroughly deserved both, both wins against Wolves. But why the hell they can't do that against other teams, I don't know. Because if you play like that against Cardiff, Fulham, Southampton, Brighton, you should be picking up points. Mm-hmm. But it's just not happening for them. Um, but it's, it's a shame because I enjoyed a little trip up there, actually. But we won't, we won't be back next season. No, we won't be like next season. Absolutely not. Um, talk about not. I'm going to go straight to the knots for the game. Um, and, and three players that disappoint on the night. Well, you could say all 11 disappoint on the ten, night. Ten of them disappointed me. Who did you say didn't? Rui? Patricia had his best all-round game for quite yes, a while, I thought. Yes, he was good, yeah. He was good. Good. Good, good with crosses. His kicking was fine. It was very safe, but he just just lumping it dead centre of pitch now, which I think mm-hmm. is probably the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and made a couple of good saves. Um, so not um, Ruben Neves. Um, uh, really poor. Really poor. For two games in a row, I thought he was off it at Bournemouth as well. Um, I mean, when he gets crowded out in midfield, he, he does he does struggle struggle to find space. But even when he was given the opportunity to play a couple of passes, I mean, they were out of play. He shanked that one at the start of the Bournemouth game, mm-hmm. do you remember? Mm-hmm. And then at Huddersfield, he had a chance to play in Cavalera down the right towards the end of the game. Cavalera in loads of space near the corner flag. Way past and him, Neves yeah. puts it behind for a goal kick. Awful, yeah. Summed up his night, really. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we had this before Christmas and he was well off his mojo. He, he got it back yeah. from Fulham away, I think it was. He was he was superb for a few games and now it's gone again. So, we need to get it back because if you take if you take, if one of those midfielders isn't, isn't performing, mm-hmm. then Wolves look 
ordinary pretty quickly, really. Yeah. You, need, you need all three of them on it. Yeah, you do, absolutely. And if not, then Roman Sace is, is will come in and do a good job. He hasn't disappointed well, at all this I, season. I, I feel sorry for that guy because he came in after, after that losing run they had in, in November, came in, did really well, steadied the ship, shored Wolves up in midfield... And then, well, the former Dendonka has, has killed him, really. But otherwise, he was doing really well. Yeah. And I feel sorry for him being out of the team. So, we'll talk about it later. But I think there's definitely an argument for saying that Wolves can start to rotate this small squad and use it a bit better. Because they looked a bit fatigued on Tuesday. So, you did look fatigued. Raul, um, again, probably his worst game in a, in a Wolves shirt, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Yep. Reflected in the old ratings. Gave him a four out of ten. I Ooh, did you? Four. About fair. Yeah. Um, contributed for nothing. Um, passes just weren't coming off for him. He did look a bit tired uh, and got substituted. So, again, I think, you know, there's a lot of fixtures coming up, a lot of big games. But he's the one you can't rotate, I don't think. I think no. they've, they've proved before with the three forwards up front, it hasn't really worked for them. So, there's a bit of an issue there. Mm-hmm. We've said this a lot, and I've expected him to have burned out a little bit by now. It hasn't happened. In fact, he's got better. Yeah. His goal-scoring record has got better. But they've got to manage him wisely, because... If, if he's going to play like that for the rest of the season, and I'm not saying he will, then my goodness, Wolves Wolves will look a much poorer team. When you say they're going to have to manage him, do you, do you feel that they're going to have to take him out of a game or going to have to start withdrawing him at 60? Or, or give well, him we, a... saw him, we saw him in the bench. It was in Newcastle away a little while back, uh, while back and Traore started and mm. didn't really do it. That, that's the issue, isn't it? If there was, mm. if there was someone to come in and, and play to a decent level in that position, it'd be okay. You'd take a hit for a game. But at the moment, I'm not sure who comes in for him. Traore will discuss later, but he doesn't trust him. So, and, and equally, if it's nil nil after sixty five minutes, you don't want to be taking him in his off because no. his uh, his goal records have been so prolific of late. So it's it's a conundrum for Nuno, it really is. I'm going to rush to the next ones. Well, I had not Costa. I know he came on last last ten minutes, but didn't well, do anything well, again. Well, in twelve minutes, mm-hmm. touched the ball five times, yeah. and shirked to fifty fifty. Absolutely crazy, absolutely scandalous. Come on, um, Helder. Um, Come two, on, Helder. Two I, you know, there's a lot of negatives around Costa. I put a tweet out today of his Cardiff goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable goal. Stunning. And, and Vintage Costa. 50 replies. Yeah. Where the hell is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel a bit, he's a bit of a sensitive soul. Needs an arm around the shoulder. Needs that show of faith from Nuno, which he's been getting. Well, he got faith because um, he came on, you know, as we'll discuss in a minute. Yeah. Um, but um, Jean Matinho, again, I thought had a decent enough game when he, and, uh, you know. He was busy, wasn't he? He was probably Wolves' best out of the three midfielders by an absolute country mile. Completely bizarre that he was taken off mm-hmm. after 65 minutes. He was running around still. He wasn't tired, I don't think. He was he was, you know, using the energy, but he was fine. He was still running around. The two players that were going to do something were Jota, who had a little bit of magic in him, and Matinho. And on 65 minutes, he takes them both off. Mm-hmm. I was scratching my head. Um, Matinho, OK, even if he was tired, I'd have him on one leg, stood in the centre circle... Yeah. And then he can take those um, corners and set pieces, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which are a weapon for Wolves at the moment. They're a yep. huge strength. Most yep. of the chances came from that on Tuesday night, and then he took him off. Um, and the last hot, um, and this is the person who didn't even get on the pitch, so we're going to be discussing it, but I'm a Traore. He gets into my hot list because well, he didn't get on. He's because re- surely, 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 out of all the... And there's not all, because and that's harsh. Nuno's, Nuno's done really, really well this year, uh, managing his troops... But surely anyone could have seen that that was screaming out for Traore in that game. He is. From 45 minutes onwards. He is hot because his reputation gets better by the week because he's not playing. Mm. And everyone's screaming for him. And it's going to be the, the less that he's used, the more of an issue that it becomes. Now, I did a bit of totting up this week since Wembley when Traore was 
the best player on the pitch for me, certainly for that hour. And I know Wolves scored their three goals after after he went off at Wembley, but he was superb that day. Anyone who's there or saw it, he had them on toast. They were doubling up on him, Spurs, and both players that were marking him got booked. He was brilliant. Pace, end product, everything the lot. Nine out of ten, I think I gave him. And mm-hmm. he was superb that day. Since then, and I know he, he had a knock at Wembley, where he came off and I think he, because yes. he had a knock. yeah. And he struggled with it for a couple of weeks. He was still playing, but he struggled with it for a couple of weeks. But since Wembley, he's played 75 minutes in, the, that... in the league. No, really? And 45 of those came at Man City when he was chucked on at half-time when oh, they were down to 10 men. So he could basically, me. basically try and stretch it That's out. astonishing. He's played, Never he's, knew that. He's played in the Cups, um, but yeah, in the league, 75 minutes. Wow. 45 of those were a, 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 a dead cause at Man City. I think he came. He's come on for t- ten minutes here and there recently, um, and didn't come on at all the other night. At Bournemouth, I thought he was the best sub. Mm-hmm. He came on and changed the game. Um, whipped a great cross in for Doherty. Should have done better with a good header. I think his crossing's getting better. He's just not being used. He's not being used. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. I, mean, I don't know if Nuno's trying to make a point or. Well, what. You spoke to Troy, didn't you? You spoke. You phoned him recently. No, that was that was Joe. Oh, Joe was doing it. Joe was doing it, but he said, you know, that he's that Nuno's still trying to as it, see him as a centre forward. Do you think that's right? Well, they said they're trying to train him in that role mm-hmm. because if Wolves are going to go three five two, then they've got to try and adjust Troy to be a central playing a central role. But for me, his obvious best position is wide right of a three. Yeah. Now, what they should have done on Tuesday night, and I'm surprised he didn't, is go three four three. Stretch them out, mm-hmm. get Traore running at the fullback, mm-hmm. who I thought was bang average, mm-hmm. um, and try and make something happen. The thing with Traore is, right, even if he's playing dreadfully, yeah. all he's got to do is run. Just run. Just run. It frightens the life out of defenders. They've never seen anything like it. You hear managers say, we've never mm-hmm. seen a play like this before this season. All he's got to do is run. He'll attract two defenders. It creates space for others. Gets them thinking. It's something different. He's he's unique. His pace take, is unique. Exactly. He's taking he's taking players away from 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 others. People are finding space. And I actually think his crossing's been pretty good. That's at the byline I mean. recently. Ha, it has got better. And he's, even when he definitely works on it. Even when it's been a bit loopy, then you get you get you get some calamity like the Newcastle goal. You know what I mean? At the end of the game, which you know wasn't the best cross in the world, but look 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 at the confusion it's causing in the box. So exactly. So, but you know, since then, I think he's he's had some really good deliveries. So I just thought it was very very strange. Like I say, from a team that had made eight changes, they're obviously planning for next year. I mean, I'm, there's, there's some of the some of the side some of the players like I say Moy was on the bench and um, Punchin's not been used. They're all just basically looking at, at next season and next season only. Goodness me, I, I, I was staggered to be honest. As were the fans, and it's probably the first time the fans have outwardly questioned Nuno. You know, in his in his post match press conference after the game, and they were they were visibly frustrated, and you can understand it. And I, I don't I don't go by this this this. Um, this take, oh, we can't criticise them. Look how they've done this season. I think when you're putting yourselves out there, when you, the success they've had, you know, if people want to have a moan and a grumble, then I think they can do. No, absolutely. And this this may come up in the questions later, but I said in the video the other night, they're in the big league now. They're not. They're not. I know they're a newly promoted team, but they're not, are they? Jeff She says they want to win the Premier League in the next five to ten years. So. Tottenham, Tottenham have got a ten-year plan, so are we ahead of Tottenham's plan. Well, it's taken Liverpool. Liverpool haven't won the league for twenty-nine years. That's Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Wolves want to win it in five to ten. Fantastic, ambition, exciting times ahead. Brilliant. They've got their. They'll put their money where their mouth is, and they'll try their damnedest to do that. So, if they're in such a rush, then um, they've got they've got to improve the mentality of the club. They've got to be beating teams like Huddersfield. They can't win one against the bottom five all season as they have so far. So. 
the criticism I think is fair. It's just because they're a club in a hurry, and um, and they'll they'll be treating it that way. I don't think Wolves will think, oh blimey, the fans are being really harsh on us here. They're all they're aspiring to be a top six club. Yeah. If you're doing that, you're aiming for perfection, really. Mm-hmm. So so when you lose one nil to um, a team rock bottom of the table heading for the championship, we're not to play for. Then you're going to get criticised. I think it's completely fair. How do you think they'll take the criticism? I th- well, I think I think some of the players will, will always be irked by by criticism, but I think um, I know Nuno kind of wants to dampen expectations and take things a bit slower, but Foson don't. So you, you, mm-hmm. you, it all comes from the top, really. Like I said, that their their ambitions are so sky high mm-hmm. that um, that the criticism is is just when they when they're losing to Huddersfield away. I mean, if Huddersfield, if we'd beaten Huddersfield twice. We'd be guaranteed seventh, yeah. almost, yeah. Uh, and Huddersfield will be on eight points and and be on 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 the target for the worst Premier League Ever. total of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's that puts into context those, that two, is those two results. It's astounding that they have not won a game, you know, since they've been Wolves at Mourinho. No, Unbelievably ridiculous. Not only that, they've picked up one point against Cardiff in fourteen matches. And the frustrating thing is. I mean, maybe in the mind. Def- def- sorry, definitely the worst result under Nuno. Yeah. There have been some, a few dodgy performances this season, but mm-hmm. definitely the worst result of Nuno's tenure. And, and, and what a frustrating thing from my point of view is I'm sure you'll see other teams go there now and they'll win 2-0, 3-0 comfortably, bang average teams at Huddersfield. You think, well, why? Why, guys? Yeah. But the, I, I, I stuck, um, stuck a tweet out full-time saying what a disappointing result or whatever. First reply... Some bloke saying, oh, come on, Tim, you know, this club were in League One a few years ago. It's like, no. Like, no, not, I mean, that's not... I, 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 I was having that a bit earlier on in the season. Okay, a bit of context mm-hmm. from where this club's come from, but not anymore. Mm. You know, that they're, they're in the FA Cup quarterfinal. They want to win the FA Cup. They could win the FA Cup and they could finish seventh. You know, this is, they're one of the big boys now. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, seventh. Um, played 28 points, 40. Goal difference of zero. Um, eighth, Watford. Uh, played 28 points, 40. A goal difference of minus one after getting whoopassed. At Anfield on last night on Wednesday night. So, uh, Tim, I've got the remaining fixtures for Wolves and Watford. Um, I'm ruling every other team out of it for the race for seventh, just because we haven't got time to do it. <laughs> so, um, what I'm saying to you is, give me win, lose, or draw, and we'll see who you think. Honestly, you got to be. Just don't don't think about it too much. Just what, what comes to your head first. Okay. Win, lose, or draw. I'll go through Wolves' fixtures first, then Watford. We'll top them up and see who's going to finish seventh. Okay. Um, Wolves v Cardiff. Win. Chelsea v Wolves. Loss. Um, Burnley v Wolves. That's a way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, draw. That's why I said Burnley v Wolves. <laughs> Always angry. Draw. Uh, Wolves v Man United. Loss. Uh, Southampton v Wolves. Draw. Wolves v Brighton. Victory. Uh, Watford v Wolves. Ooh. Oh. Uh, draw. Uh, Wolves v Arsenal. Win. Aye, aye. Wolves v Fulham. Yeah, win. Liverpool v Wolves. <laughs> I've already put it down. Yeah. Right. 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15 points. 55 they finish up on. Wolves? Okay, here we go. Watford v Leicester. Defeat. Wow, really? Yeah. Brendan Rodgers effect? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, Man City v Watford. Defeat. Ugh. Watford v Palace. Uh, win. Man United v Watford. Defeat. Watford v Fulham. Win. Watford v Arsenal. Draw. Hmm. Huddersfield v Watford. Draw. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. They'll win that. They'll win that. Watford v Wolves. 
Draw uh, for consistency. Draw, yes, yeah. <laughs> win, <so>. win. <laughs> Chelsea v Watford. <coughs> Defeat. Watford v West Ham. Uh, yeah, they'll win that. Okay. 3, 6, 9, 10, 11. 12, 34. Oh, Wolves win by a point. Wolves yeah. are seventh by a point, baby. Europe, here we come. Europe, Europe, Europe. 55 v 54. Love it. Tell you what else I loved. Andrew MacArthur coming on the podcast last week. What a guy. What a top man. He was lovely, to be fair. We were a little bit apprehensive. We didn't know what to expect. Um, he could have been anyone. He was He was a, a thorough gentleman throughout. Knows his wolf stuff. And I, I thought he added, added to, the, to the podcast. I very much enjoyed his company. And if you would like uh, to join us on the podcast, then you will have the opportunity to, because at the next Wolverhampton Wanderers poddy, which is taking place live with myself and Tim, and with Mr. Thompson, and with Mr. Bull. Oh, yeah. Uh, that will be on Tuesday, March the 19th at... The Pavilion Club. The Pavilion Club in... On Stafford Road. In... Uh, a mere five... Five minutes. Minutes jaunt from yeah. Warhampton City Centre. Seven o'clock start, £10 a ticket. On that night, we'll be doing a special live auction of which one of the auction items we'll be bidding is to come... Meet me and Tim, which I know is probably not great. Yeah, um, no. Come and have lunch with us. We're gonna have, we had a nice spot of lunch. You had a fish finger sandwich, didn't you? You enjoyed it, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, all right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a Wolves chat, and then we're going to come on, we'll brief you, come on the podcast. Um, and yes, you've got a chance to win that auction item. All the proceeds will not be going in a man in Tim's pocket. They will not be going in Express and Star's pocket. They'll be going in the beautiful pocket of Cure Leukemia. So if you haven't already got your ticket, um, that's just one of the, the reasons why you should come. If not, then just come and have a beer with us at the end. It'll be a great night. There will be many reasons to attend. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's a bigger and better show than the last time I yes. was there. It's longer. Some, some may think well, that's a bad thing. But I think like, you're getting more value for money. At more value for money, exactly, yes. And uh, Bully and Tomo, I mean, I can't wait to get them involved because they are they are chomping at the bit firming at the mouth Tim they are looking forward to it uh, as they should mm. and it's you know a lot of people have seen bullying time before at events Q&A's whatever it's not going to be like that no no, uh, we, 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 we scrapped that we scrapped that everyone knows the story the Ford Cortina driving to Molyneux cockroaches in the dressing room 1986 all that stuff <laughs> no, no it's not boring I know it's isn't. just everyone knows that story yeah, yeah, yeah. and rising through the leagues under Graham Turner fantastic great brilliant but everyone's heard it before this is going to be as you never heard them before mm. in the podcast spirit it, banter, ask them anything you want, and we're going to encourage very different questions to what you would normally ask. We don't want what was your favourite goal? No. What was your favourite game? No. Who's your favourite Wolves player? Where was the best place you got smashed to pieces and <laughs> woke up and didn't know where the hell you were? Yeah, exactly, that kind of stuff. So um, it's going to be a great night. Tuesday, March the 19th. If you haven't got your ticket already, there's plenty of links. Mine, Tim's account, you can go on the website, get yourself on 10 quid. Buy it today. Okay. Well, just just Google it. Actually, I googled mm. it the other day. And oh, it's did you? Right there at the Come top. up there. Okay. Yeah. And if not, then just send us a tweet, and we'll we'll, we'll reply totally. with a link. Absolutely. Yeah. Bit, bit of interaction. Interaction. Okay. Um, questions, Tim. We've got some questions. We're, we're, we're a bit short for time today, uh, so we'll try and get uh, through as many as we can. Uh, Ricard has been on. It's oh, Simon yeah. Nurdicard, Master Baker. Uh, uh, I understand Nuno's desire to keep a small squad. But is it counterproductive at times, question mark, with our cup run and replays, etc. Having a limited depth of squad to draw on may see fatigue creep in. And I ponder whether if we had a bigger pool of players, maybe near a 20, it might be better. Um, I, I'm not sure about that because if they had a squad of 20 players, you'd only be rotating the bench a bit. For me... As I said earlier, I, I want to see I want to see the guys on the bench starting more, and I think I think that may be a feature of the next few weeks. Squad rotation, doing it wisely. Sace has been excellent. Mm. If the midfield midfield is tired, start him at Huddersfield. Mm. You know, mm. I know I know it's hindsight and all that, but 
Cavalera, I thought he did really well at Bristol City. Mm. If if Jota if Jota's still suffering the dead leg, start Cavalero. Yeah. And then send Jota on at full pelt for half an hour, you know, at the end. But maybe, maybe this is this is the way he needs to go a little bit more. Vinagra, his energy, his vibrancy, we haven't seen it for weeks now. It's all it's all it's all theoretical now if the one we wouldn't be talking about it. But yeah. you know, even even take Jimenez and Jota out and maybe just I know Costa's not been great, but maybe maybe a Cav Costa Triore, give them the three, get that three pronged attack again going. It's, uh, yeah. Vina- it, get, give Vinagra a bit of a go, you know what I mean? Well, I, I thought Gibbs White, his, his energy was excellent the night. I, some people were slating him on Twitter, but I thought he had his, his best performance for a few weeks off the bench. You know, he's really been off it recently, but use these guys. I think there may, may be a case for that in the next few weeks to start to rotate the squad a bit more. Uh, but then, you know, you've got you've got potential FA Cup semi-final, your race for seventh. If, you know, Nuno want to play his best side possible, you'd have thought. Yeah, but if the best side possible is, is being flogged and is tired, yeah. you're not going to get the best out of them. I mean, I think they've got a decent break, haven't they, between the semi, the quarterfinal and Southampton, I think, is their best break. Is that right? Maybe I might be wrong on that front. Um, well, that's the international break, isn't it? You mean yeah, quarterfinal so, so and, and Wolves Man United and 2nd of April and then Southampton game away. They've got a nice little break, haven't they? And then, well, yeah, the, the, they have got a couple of midweek games to fit in. Man mm-hmm. United and Arsenal at home are going to be midweek now. So mm-hmm. fixtures are piling up. Can't have these players burning out. Hayden O'Connor, any update regarding season tickets for next year? Um, no. No. There, I would have thought there would be one sharpish. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they're doing the old early bird, as usual, then it's got to be out about now. West Brom released their prices today. I'd expect Wolves will be following shortly. Um, Tom Williams, what would Nuno have done with Kepa? Um, unbelievable. That is unbelievable, by the way. I, couldn't, I, I could not believe what I was watching. I mean, I was stunned. Kepa just about got dropped by Sarri. Um, if it was Nuno, uh, I think he'd well, be... he did get dropped for last night, didn't he? Yeah, but just about, reluctantly. Mm. Uh, and he's already said he's going to be back in the team for one of the next two games. If it was Nuno, he'd be sacrificed to the gods. Or he'd be off. I think he'd be off. It, it would be it would be a wicker man scenario. He'd be Douglas. Uh, he'd invite he'd he'd invite everybody there um, and watch him be burned at the stake. Yeah, you're not going to mess with him, are you? Mind you, I didn't think you'd mess with Sarri to be honest. So talking of Douglas, yeah. Someone alerted me to Barry Douglas's current predicament the other day. If you stick his name into Twitter, mm-hmm. you will find the most horrendous abuse. Really, he sent his way. Apparently, he's been god awful. They want to send him back to Wolves. I know they've been. I know he struggled. Wor- yeah. Worst player of the season. Apparently, they can't see why they bought him. Terrible. He was getting worse abuse than Danny Barr. Shocking. Don't know what's going on there. That's sad. I like, I like him. That is sad. Um... Beachy, um, do you think if we finish if we finish seventh, we could sign another midfielder to compete with Neves and eventually take the reins off Moutinho in the next couple of years? The Moutinho succession. Yes, very um, much so. I mean, he's only thirty-two, isn't he? He is, but I think probably in a couple of years' time, he'd probably be one to to look uh, at. But I'm, I'm I'd be happy to have him next year. Already mentioned it. Uh, sign Aaron Moy. I mean, if he's mm. going, they only, only paid ten million for him. Well, I stuck a, I stuck a poll out last last week and said like who, you. Would you, who would you who would you sign? And I put Mitrovic out there. I put Moy out there, and people turning the nose. Loads of replies saying wouldn't have any of them. Wouldn't sign any of them. We're past that. And I'm <coughs> like, I mean, I understand that they're doing well, but I think sometimes it's a bit of a reality check. And I think that I mean, you look at Mitrovic last night. Uh, was it last night where they they got beat? Last night or the night before. Mitrovic was the only one for Fulham who was working his socks off. He was running all over the park, and he is a class above. Um, same with Moy. Oh, I mean, what, why coming after these players? No, He's no. exactly the type of players you need to have. Yeah, do you know the one thing I would say though? It's not really Wolves' style, is it? They tend to buy players that n- more niche players from overseas for a bet for a better value. I mean, Traore. I know Traore is a bit of a different signing, but he had that release clause, didn't he? Eighteen million. So I'm not sure that they will pilfer um, the relegation clubs because they'll be so expensive. 
Daniel Hunter, do you think there'll be potentially more academy players coming in from other clubs next year? They're hot on that at the moment. Hot on that. They're um, mm. massively expanding the under-23 and under-18 teams. The scouting network has, has vastly expanded. And yes, we will see a lot more a lot more players brought in from overseas. Ollie Briggs, do we have enough quality in this squad for when the main men are not playing well? Yeah, I think I think the season's proved that they're in seventh place. Nathan SC eight. Why can't we Wolves motivate themselves for lower teams? Uh, is it? I'm not sure it is motivation. You know, I'm not sure I've seen. I'm not sure I've seen a demotivated Wolves time and again last season. They were massively uh, clear at the top of the table. Burton at home, Reading at home. You know, they were smashing these teams to pieces every week. Motivation wasn't an issue for me last season. I don't think it is this season either, really. They were working really hard at Huddersfield the other night. They were running. There was no lack of effort. I think they undermined them rather than lack of motivation. I think I think they I think they presumed they were going to win. Kate Wright, how do you solve a problem like Traore? The game on Tuesday night was crying out for him. Kind of discussed that, but um, agree. I don't think you can. Um, What's crying out for him? Playing up. I don't think you can play him up front. For me now, I think he's got to play on the right. I just, I just, I still think with, with his pace, it's still worth throwing him on for, for for something special rather than Cavalero or Costa at that point. I'd have a Traore on. Um, Jordan Rawls, um, why can't we keep a clean sheet? Uh, yeah, it's been a little while, isn't it? Uh, Paul Gold to concede the other night, I thought. Bolly sort of deflected the ball into the danger area, didn't really help, and then Bennett sort of lost his man, who tapped it in. So yeah, not not. Uh, not great. I mean, it's tough to keep a clean sheet in the Premier League, but yeah, they're um, they're struggling to do so at the moment. Um, Carl, given Mr. East's performance, uh, what have you oh. made of officials this season? Oh. I, for one, have not have been impressed with the sorry have been impressed with the overall standard compared to some of the refs last yes, year. Yes, I completely agree with that. I've noticed a massive difference in the improvement of standard of referees. Absolutely, as you should do, because these guys are paid top whack and yeah, they're yeah, full time yeah. professionals. So, Mr. East, I've got to be careful what I say. Got censored in the paper. At the weekend, did he? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a few things cut out. Um, I just thought he did was, you go online. Um, no, 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 didn't no. no. I just thought he was a a poor referee who gave bad decisions for both teams, but mostly for Bournemouth. And I noticed he's been demoted to the EFL mm. this this weekend, but it was infuriating because he made a series of mistakes that he doesn't have to answer for. And as Connor Cody said afterwards, if players make mistakes, then it costs them dearly. Hit me with some emails, Bebe. Emails. 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 Gareth. Mm. Ratty. Rattigan. Love this guy. Yeah. Rui is a great shot stopper, mm-hmm. but has he been putting more pressure on the defence because of his kicking? But has been putting more pressure on the defence because of his kicking. Is he actually practising his kicking, to your knowledge? If not, it's something he needs to do at least three times a week. Oh, three times a week? Three times a week, well, says three times that's, a week. That's his... Wow. Um... I don't know for a fact, mm. but I'll be utterly amazed if he's not practicing his kicking. Maybe when you um, when when Rui stops in the in the mix zone, you can say, <laughs> "Can you can you practice your kicking three times a week?" It's got to improve. Like I said, he went he went safe at Huddersfield. He was kind of just lumping down the middle. Yeah. It, it, it isn't an answer in itself, but it's better than what he was doing. Nearly cost him a goal against Bournemouth as well. Yes, he did. This is a good email okay. from Richie Farney Farnden. Okay. Dear Mister June, Mister Spears. 
uh, some nice things. Thank you very much. Mm. Constructive criticism of the week. Uh-oh. I must admit, when I first started listening, the pure exuberance and unadulterated quirkiness of Mr. Judah Mm-mm. lent me to believe that perhaps his broadcasting style might be somewhat incompatible with my personal tastes. Oh dear. I was wrong. Oh, hello. I warmed greatly to him, and I applaud him for being completely himself on air. I'm not sure everybody does. In the red-blooded world of football. <laughs> Brilliant. I've always liked Mr. Spears' excellent and insightful punditry. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But I feel now he needs to move it up to the next level. You Adop- or me? Me. Adopt oh. a house from Hogwarts to support. Mm-hmm. Buy a ridiculous dog. Yeah. Uh, perhaps buy a shower that can wash him in champagne. <laughs> or even the blood of virgins. More, wow. More virginity chat this week. <laughs> it's, all, uh, it's all connected. Football is changing. Entertainment is changing. Mr. Spears sadly is not. I worry for him. Is oh. he moving with the times? Has our Tim become a dinosaur of the digital age? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What house? What Harry Potter house? I don't know. But Gryffindor? Hufflepuff? If, if, if I have to change myself to become more like you, mm. then I'll be handing in my resignation. Wow. Tomorrow. Wow. Um, questions for the poddy. Wow. Uh, see how Mr. Judah has affected me. Poddy. Yeah. Unacceptable. Next, I'll be calling colleagues peeps. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Following on from a piece of correspondence you received last week, referring to you as Anton Deck of the Midlands, mm. my mind inevitably turned back to the tragic events of Biker Grove. Mm. Uh, that terrible time that devastated so many childhoods. You're definitely ant in the relationship, by the way. My question is, if one of you were to take a paintball in both eyes and go completely blind... What? As happened in Biker Grove. Do you remember that? No. Which I didn't one? watch it, didn't watch it. Um, Ant went blind. He had a paintball shot in his eyes. Really? He, he was a blind blind man from oh, then on. Was he? In Baker Grove. Baker Grove. So my Baker. question is, which one of you would be better suited to look out for the other and guide them? As Can you as... imagine Spears looking out for me? Oh, yeah, keep going, mate. Keep going, mate. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> keep going, mate. But, but, yeah. but, but, AFC Bournemouth's <laughs> that way. <laughs> Uh, number two, did either of you have any misgivings about working with each other before the dream team developed? Uh, yeah, I don't, yes, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, we discussed this last week. Didn't yeah, we? news board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know when it when it really clicked for us. I don't know. Um, it was that night, September the sixteenth, eleven thirty p.m. It was later than that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to know each other very well. Oh, it's incredible <laughs> scenes. Um, he also says uh, he can't attend the live show because he lives in Solihull Hill and doesn't drive. Sorry. If I buy a ticket, will Judah give me a lift back, he says. I'll give you a lift back. Yeah, no problem. Buy there a ticket, I'll give you a lift back. There you go. Good question from Mass Wolf. Yeah. Uh, by the time the podcast comes out, I'll be in Paris on holiday with the missus. Oh, top I'd top like top. you to know I'll be using my mobile data to download the poddy. Uh, he's going to be going to the Louvre. Oh, the Louvre, yeah. The yeah, Louvre. Yeah. yeah. Louvre. Louvre. And other cultural places. Uh, the Mona Lisa. Very disappointing, by the way, the Mona Lisa in the Louvre. Yeah, terrible. Well, yeah, I couldn't even see it. Small, it? tiny. Yeah, not great. It. No, not great. No. Um, I usually ask about current topics. Mm. However, due to me being in the continent at the time of reading, I'd like to ask a continental question. If we get into Europe this season, which away days would be you be anticipating most? This can be due to the size of the teams, the atmosphere, or even a place for a good old knees up. For Realistic teams, please, not Barcelona or Real Madrid. Okay. Answer, Judah. So, um, I've had the pleasure of going on a European trip with, with Middlesbrough um, a few years ago, and um, there were some fantastic, fantastic European nights. Um, Stuttgart was very good. Um, however, I would love to go to Stour Bucharest. Bucharest is... An amazing place, by the way. Um, 
So my uh, Starbuck arrest um, would be top draw. I'm sure um, we'd have fun there. And Egaleo as well, um, which is um, Athens, which would be a very, very fun trip. So I would say Athens and going back to uh, going back to Bucharest and, uh, yeah, would, would, would be great. Meet with some old friends. I would, uh, I'd like to go to Italy for any game because I love Italian football. Absolutely engrossed by it. I'll, there's so many teams I'd love to visit over there. Absolutely, I, if I could live in any country, it'd be Italy. Gazzetta dell'Italia. Totally, massively. I've got loads of books on Italian football. It's absolutely fantastic. So there, panini then, sticker books. I'd also like to go to a couple of places with uh, more relaxed European laws, should we say, and just have a good weekend. Oh. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, Pete Mansell. Window number five, please. <laughs> P. Mansell says... Yeah, we're massively running over here, by the way. Okay. Last one. Uh, Would you agree there is a danger of overreacting to the Huddersfield results? No. No, we've already kind of discussed it, saying that I think they've set the stall out, so we can criticise, and I don't think there's any reason why we can't say exactly what we think after that, which was very poor. Yeah, and very finally, Gerardino Gambone is coming to the UK for three weeks. Is he coming to the potty? Uh, No, 7th of May. Will it be okay to drop the rum at reception? Yes, it will, Jerry. Yes, it will. We might might, might have a little shot with you down in reception. Honestly, if you you do come in, come and say hello. Yeah, come and say hello. Just ask for Tim's name. Don't ask for mine. Um, (laughs) Right. Okay. um, (coughs) It's time for... It's Abuse of the Week! Abuse of the 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 week! It's Abuse of the Week. Abuse of the Week, Mr. Timothy Spears. Abuse of the Week. Tom Latcham. I don't know who the hell you are, mate. That's exactly what you said in Huddersfield. Latcham, who are you? Talk sport presenter. Oh! Bournemouth fan. Oh! Um, now, Bournemouth are diving all over the shop on Saturday. Yeah. They, they do it a lot. Josh and King Josh King got booked for diving mm. at Arsenal last night as mm. well. But they're just known for it. Yeah. They've done it in Molyneux before. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Wolves are not immune from this. Wolves do dive, but rarely. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, I know Jota did it the other night. Hence why I tweeted, Jota ahem, wins a free wins a free kick to the left of the box. Jota's a freak. Must have taken a lesson from the weekend, i.e., learnt a bit from Bournemouth. Mm. Tom Latcham, Wolves looks at notes. Cheat. Local journo somehow manages to put the blame on Bournemouth from the previous game. Embarrassing. Says Tom, who works for TalkSport and is a presenter. Uh, he presents during the night. Uh, some would call it the graveyard shift. Oh, the graveyard shift. Right. Uh, okay, that's so, why we haven't heard of him. Some would say it's a bit Alan Partridge to be doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't, Tom. I wouldn't, Tom. Um, I replied to say, just a jokey tweet. Calm down. What the hell is he going on about? He says, Tim, I read your diatribe after the Bournemouth match. Nothing jokey about it. Painfully partisan, in fact. Um, and then, uh, Wolves fans have waded in, and he's slagged me off quite a lot, to be honest. I've got to say, Tom, I've been on TalkSport a few times, uh, free of charge, obviously, um, just to give my thoughts on Wolverhampton and Wanderers. The next time I'm asked, I don't think I'll go on, to be honest, uh-huh. if their presenters are going to pick on me and openly slag me off for no reason whatsoever. Blocked? Is it, is it a blockage? No, I'd like to keep an eye on him, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'll leave it. Um, also, the other night, mm. uh, Doherty was booked, deservedly so, uh, a crunching tackle, I described it as, very late in the game, went through a player, won the ball, but irrelevant, because it was a very strong tackle, Yeah, and was booked. Um, Joe, Bournemouth fan, uh, has compared my tweet on that incident with the Sky Sports commentary of it, 
where uh, they say um, a clear booking, mm-hmm. which it was, but at 9.33pm, when I write in a 1200-word match report, you can't be completely yeah. clarifying no. on everything. Top journalistic integrity from our mate Yami Tim, says Joe. Same biased reporting at the weekend. So not very sweary, but um, no, I like it though. I like quite it. a lot more of that. Bournemouth fans not happy with how I reported on their team. I like the way that Scott just have to be sweary all the time. No, it doesn't. No, I quite like that. I quite like that. Um, tell you what I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning by three goals against Cardiff City yeah. uh, on Saturday. Now um, we're going we're to plug a little segment here because you spoke to um, um, what you, you, you describe it, Tim. Well, he's a, love, a lovely guy, one of my favourite people in the world, a guy called Lee Sanders. I only like about six people in this office. And he's that, one of them. He's not exaggerating. No, 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 I know. And he's, he's, he's one of them. <laughs> Lee, great guy. Um, huge Cardiff fan. Hails from Wales. Goes to pretty much every Cardiff game. Mm. So I sat down with him yesterday to get a really interesting inside track on everything to do with Cardiff. How they're going? What's happened to them recently? Because they've completely fallen apart. How they're going to approach this game? Stuff about Salah as well. Well worth a listen. And here is that segment. Well. I'm here with a special guest, uh, a man I would describe as my eighth favourite Welsh man or woman of all time. Eight. And if you want the list, uh, after Nessa, Freddie Eastwood, Dave Edwards, Eric Young, Colin Jackson, uh, that bird from Catatonia, Keris Matthews, and the snowman guy. Oh, Alan Jones. Jones. But you are there in eighth place. A man. Yeah who once vomited so violently in my flat that he covered one floor, two doors, and three radiators. <laughs> it's Express Star sub-editor and Cardiff City fanatic, Mr Lee Sanders. Welcome to the Express Star Wolves podcast. Hello, Timothy. It's, uh, it's good to be back. It's been a little while. It's been two years. Two years? Well, it's been a while, yes. Yeah, yeah, you you made a special guest appearance when we were in our infancy. Yes, Yes, I failed badly at a couple of quizzes. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. Quite, did. quite badly. Uh, so you're here to talk about Cardiff City. Yes. Uh, now, a couple of weeks ago, this was on paper going to be a very, very difficult game for Wolves. However, and it still will be, I'm sure, but two defeats, 5-1 uh, to Watford. Yes. And 3-0 at home to Everton. Yes. Now, I know you weren't at the first one because you were busy drinking <laughs> 10 pints of fruity cider with me at a, a Fat Boy Slim gig that we were trying to hilariously dance to. Uh, but yeah, um, so what, what's, uh, what's gone wrong? I think the, the main problem was the FA Cup break. I know Everton did not have a game themselves for, for nearly two weeks, I believe. But it just seemed that everything that we'd built up, with everything that was going on outside the club, which I'm sure we'll be talking about at some point, the the home win against Bournemouth in difficult circumstances, followed by a 93rd minute winner at Southampton, suddenly the buzz was there, the club was back alive, people were starting to dare to stupidly, foolishly feel positive. Well, that was an amazing result, just to kind of say, I remember at the time, the the scenes at Southampton, Zahore, was it first or second goal of the season? First. Uh, last-minute winner after Southampton pegged you back in the 91st minute. minute. You yeah. kind of felt like, you know, with two tough but winnable home games to follow, that Cardiff would kind of kick on from there. But you've gone the opposite way. I think a lot of people um, in our in our camp felt exactly the same way. I mean, it's, it's so stupid to, to underestimate Watford. Anyone, any Cardiff fan should have known. At their place, we lost three-two, but they dominated for 80 minutes and then let us score twice um, with two really stupid goals. So we should, we. We kind of should have seen that coming um, in in some sense. I mean, as Wolves will probably find out on Saturday, 
any team that decides to run at us, as De Olofeu decided to show us three times, it, it's going to end badly. We just can't handle pace. We haven't all year. I remember though the card the Cardiff game back in uh, late November. I mean, we we put Traore up front for that reason, but you guys Bam, Bamba and Morrison defended so like intelligently and, and and quite deeply that night and completely nullified his threat. Um, yeah, I think what what happened in that game is, is we've been playing a bit of a weird midfield all season. Um, no one ever quite knows who's going to hold. Gunnarsson was unfit for some, for long enough. I think when he first arrived, Warnock saw Harry Arter as a bit of a, a further forward attacking threat before we realised how good Victor Camaraza was. And it seemed to be in November that, that he suddenly decided, hang on, if I play two holding midfielders here, um, the, the centre-halves do have that bit much more protection. And I think you, you mentioned Traore. I think the fact he was playing helped because there was that moment, was it when you were one up and Traore ran through completely overhit the ball yeah and but you know another another wolves player on form at that point would have probably just been around bamba 2-0 and and wolves have gone on for a comfortable away win yeah i i think that selection definitely helped us that night although you, you are right we, we did play really well on, on in that game second half anyway and there's obviously i mean we're recording this before uh southampton fulham mm-hmm. uh which is wednesday night like late this evening that's a huge game I know you'd be praying for a full and win, but 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 either way, either way, Saturday's a massive game. I don't know how your fixtures are next few weeks, but it's it's a big one, isn't it, on Saturday? Yeah, um, we we do have some tougher games coming up for sure. Um, we've got to host Chelsea in in the next few weeks, and who knows whether they'll have Sarri, whether they won't have Sarri, whether Kepa yeah. will be playing or not, yeah. all that kind of thing. You know, the I think what what makes this one doubly important is. Um, as, as strange as it sounds to say, although we weren't getting any results away from home, apart from Leicester before Christmas, and then we suddenly won at Southampton, we actually haven't been playing too badly at times away. Um, I think that whole pressure of not having to be in front of your home fans and expected to be the team on, on the front foot. I mean, it, it's a bit of a cliche in football that um, it is sometimes easier to play when a team is coming at you, you can hit them on the break. Mm-hmm. I think if, if we're to get stuffed... Or, or take you know a bad performance on Saturday, then suddenly everyone will be looking at thinking, well, we're not playing well at home, we're not playing well away. Yeah. Where where yeah. do we get these points? But from? after those two home games, it's probably a relief to be back on the road, isn't it? And it's a game that Warnock will will yes. have him fired up for. I mean, we know he's got history with Wolves going back many many years, but certainly the past couple of seasons, I mean, we've had some classic matches really. Yeah. Um, we know that he'll he'll have his players fired up for that one, won't he? Uh, if any manager doesn't have his players fired up given what is, is going on yeah. he he definitely will um, I think there was a bit of bad blood uh, certainly last year between some of the players yeah totally yeah it wasn't just the managers was it, it yeah. and the fans as well it was all, yeah. it was a, it was a bit of a rivalry it, it has become a bit like that I think um, for so many years Cardiff have been apart from their from their main rivals I mean for years and years we were never in the same division as Swansea uh, for kids my age, um, Bristol City were normally the big rivals because yeah. we were just in the same division. Without really having either of them at times, Wolves kind of emerged. I think it's also the geography. Wolves is the shortest away trip for us in, in, in most seasons. Oh, really? So we always travel well there. Um, well, we, we travel well everywhere, but you know, Wolves will always sell out. We sold out fairly quickly this time again. Um, I, I think it, it certainly 
it, it should be an interesting one, both on and off the pitch. Um, whether these these slightly mythical, I have to say, Cardiff challenges appear. Um, I mean, I, I think he will he will have them riled up for it, and he should do. He should do. So, how do you think they'll approach it tactically? I, I remember you getting very annoyed with me last season. Uh, for saying that Cardiff uh, bullied bullied Wolves off the park at Molyneux <laughs> with a few rough challenges when uh, Cardiff won, uh, was it August last season at the start yeah. of the championship season? But yeah, how how will they approach it tactically? Do you think we we're certainly away from home, and it, it's what he did at home against Wolves. I think we'll see something similar in this game where we played a back four or switching to a back five in in the middle of certain phases with very defensive wing backs, and he played Hoylet as one. Um, certainly on the left, which which worked in in that fixture, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the same again. Um, we've obviously brought in Landry Bukunya, who's well known to any Aston Villa fans who might be listening to this podcast. I would be very surprised if we didn't see Bukunya or Patterson um, on one side and Hoylet on the other, sort of protecting the back four a little bit. Particularly having conceded eight goals in two games, uh, it won't be very expansive. Um, the, the one thing that, that, that we have um, added in January actually um, is Umanias from Everton mm-hmm. although he doesn't really score he yeah. hasn't scored for us his movement up front compared to what we were having to watch in the first half of the season where we just pump it long to Callum Patterson and hope for a knockdown yeah. at, at times it's almost been like a revelation it, it's so simple but just based on you know so many teams then in that January period where he were picking up results obviously he had watched us and weren't expecting that kind of movement from our front line based on the videos they would have seen yeah um I think if if any of Nuno's backroom team um you know are worth their their salt they would have seen any of those tapes from January and know what is coming it's certainly not revolutionary yeah um but it does give us a much quicker more fluid option up front than, than what we saw in the first half of the season I mean you mentioned Nias hasn't scored obviously we can't we can't talk about Cardiff without ignoring uh, the tragedy of Emiliano Sala of course was the man who you know brought in to, yes. to, to score these goals I mean it's, it's you know these things can have a kind of a galvanising effect you know ad- adversely on, on teams and kind of create a siege mentality you know unite to, to, to do it for Sala mm. you know that, that kind of thing bring the whole club together but in the cold light of day you know, you spent fifty million on him to to score to score the goals, and, and scoring goals have been a problem all season. You know, how how do you, how, how do you kind of sum up the tragic events of the last few weeks? It it's it's such a weird one for me because there's not not living in Cardiff now. I kind of have been outside of a bubble yeah. in terms of um, the, the full effects of what it's been like on the city. I mean, we we certainly saw TV footage, and I've spoken to many many people about it obviously whenever I do travel to Cardiff games um, it's what everyone's talking about mm. it's kind of a strange one because we never saw him play Yeah, we, he, he'd been a member of the club for two days and it, it, it's kind of been a very weird not struggle but attempt to keep a human tragedy separate from what happens to the club and obviously now with everything that's come out in the headlines this this past week or so yeah. with the wrangling of the transfer fees uh, who were the agents involved who got paid what um, you know who arranged the flight who owned the plane all these types of questions it, it everyone knew this was going to turn into an ugly wrangle and, and, and tug of war via the media unfortunately um, but certainly from the supporters sense I think there's kind of 
a, a, just a hopeful feeling of we're not just going to get dragged through the mud again. I mean, if you look at everything that's happened with the club over the past few years, the turning to red, um, which obviously is a completely different um, disaster, you know, situation altogether. Everything that happened with Malky Mackay, yeah, uh, the yeah. disasters under Paul Trollope and, and almost going bust because of the money Solskjaer wasted. There always seems to be something which keeps Cardiff on the front pages of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. When really, you, as a sports fan, you just want to be left to get on with it, enjoy the games you're watching. Um, I think every Cardiff fan is is just distraught for the family, um, and for, for both obviously him and the pilot Dave Ivinson. Yeah, of course. Everyone would like to see an amicable and and the right thing done. Um, certainly over the transfer fees. Will we ever get the full truth? How long would it be till we get the full truth? Um, it's been very very difficult but it's been good to see that we have been able to just sort of continue to fulfil the fixtures uh, doing proud with the singing in the stands Um, even not rising to things like I don't know if any of the Wolves fans would have seen that um, there was a footage from Slampton with the two Slampton fans Uh, they were were imitating you know planes to the Cardiff supporters in years gone by many would have risen to that um, you know, try to get into the home end, and then again, suddenly you're in the you're in the on the front pages for trouble, etc., etc. It has been slightly different to all those days gone by. Um, it's just it it's awful, and uh, I can fully understand a lot of football fans who are annoyed at Cardiff over the whole money transfer thing. A lot of people believe it should be paid, um, but without really knowing any of the legal ins and outs yeah. of all these things, it's really hard for any of us to. To put a definite stamp on what on what should and shouldn't be done. Well said, Lee. Well said. Um, back to the game then Saturday. Who, who who are the kind of danger men really that, that we're looking at when the team's changed a little bit, hasn't it? The past couple of weeks. But... Yeah, uh, he's been ringing changes left, right, and centre, um, which obviously hasn't helped. Uh, he he t- he took apart the back four that kept that played so well at Southampton and against Bournemouth. Uh, Bruno Mango has gone back to right back, who's not a right back. You're not happy about that, are you? We, we've now. spoken about this. Yeah, it, it's just it's painful, and you know it goes back again to pace. Uh, Everton just ran at him with um, I forget it was who started on the left now, uh, but he he was replaced by by Bernard, who carried on. That Charlison. Oh, it was Richarlison. Yeah. Yes, uh, he had uh, he had some you know ease getting past him when Richarlison tied. Bernard came on, set up the second goal, which was. Just more footage and slowed down replays of manga just dangling legs at people. <laughs> it, it's, I feel you know I feel sorry for him because who, who who plays football doesn't want to play in the Premier League. He's finally worked his way up to the Premier League through his career, and now he's been played out of position against uh, quite often world class wingers who are just looking to go straight down his throat, and, and teams are targeting him. So it sounds like you're mostly worried about the defence rather than. Who can trouble Wolves the other way? Would that be fair enough? Very much so. Yeah. I mean, we're we're okay going forward at times. Um, keeping the ball is it has been a massive, massive problem of ours. Um, if Wolves get in the faces of the midfield, we give the ball away so quickly, and I include Arter in that. Um, a lot will rest. You know, you're asking for danger, man. A lot will rest on whether Victor Camaraza is back fit. Yeah. Compared to most of our other midfield, that boy is. You know, he's he's got talent. He's got quick. Quick Spanish feet. He, he he spreads balls. He can hit a touch shot as we saw at Leicester, um, and he's just that that much easier on the eye and quicker. He's so quick at taking a ball, taking a touch, and then the ball's gone again to a teammate. And that is what we really lack. Uh, we've mentioned the ass um, 
it, it's very hard to, to maybe judge who will be on, on, on the wings. If Josh Murphy plays, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he's so direct. He is quick. Um, uh, uh, when he isn't playing, we do look a bit disjointed in terms of one one pacey winger and then one kind of hanging back. Um, if Bobby Reed plays behind Nias, um, he's so hot and cold. He'll either give you an absolute nightmare, or you know, it'll be like he's not on the pitch and and Bolly and Cody will be be chuckling. Yeah. Um, I, I think if he does start with Nias, he could start with Nias and Zahor. That would be a left field option. And if I would like to think that they'd be able to cause some some danger, we have struggled against against physical frontmen in, in the past. So mm. last season was was one example actually. Um, we've still got the same back three now: Bennett, Cody, Bolly. They have they have struggled at times. I so think maybe. the 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 big difference is kind of the, the players you've inserted in front of him. I mean, um, a lot a lot was made last summer of how much money Wolves and Fulham had spent. The difference was Fulham brought in an entire team mm. and it's been a disaster. Wolves has cherry-picked a few mm. very decent players to supplement they already had. Um, Wolves had a very good championship midfield last year, but I'm, I'm sure probably most fans would have thought this centre is going to struggle at the base above. So to, to bring in someone like Matinho and drop him in there, um, he's not going to be too worried, I guess, about the prospect of facing Arta and Rawls. If we can get Camaraza in there, back fit, if, if Betis are going to allow him to play, play him this week, um, he can cause some damage playing in between that midfield and in front of your back three. Um, the, the, the the thing I, I do worry about is um, if people like Yotta and Cavalero are on it and you can get the ball wide, then, you know... You've seen so many Gaval goals yeah, totally, recently. Yeah. Someone getting into the box and just a simple layoff. Jimenez will be yeah, really they, enjoying. Yeah, himself. we do enjoy doing that. I think the potential to have a bit of a field there. There, if you, if you guys aren't on it, but we shall see, mate. I know you're going to be there. Yes, in the yeah, way I'll be in the way end. Steve Ball lower. Yeah, uh, we we've had some great trips there last year. I think I was, well, I was I looking have, at yeah. earlier. I think we've we've won three and drawn one. Yeah, of the last six. Mm. Um, I think actually I've done. All of them, if not most. I missed the one, your relegation season, where we went up last time, uh, where Fraser Campbell scored twice. I missed that one. Don't remember that. <laughs> Don't remember that. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think, I think I've think i seen the rest, and, and they're, they're always good games. They're always good games. And to that end, can I have a prediction? Prediction? Um, my heart wants to think that we'll be able to hold something based on the way you've been playing against the teams in kind of that, that bottom five bubble. I'd love us to be able to hold out. But watching the way we've been over the past two weeks, I think an early Wolves goal, and we we could be looking at a, a three-goal Wolves cushion, just based on our recent performances. Well, it's interesting you say that, because scoring early has been a massive problem for Wolves this season. I think okay. uh, 75% of Wolves' goals have come in the second half. That could be quite interesting. It has, it has been an issue starting games well, and or starting games poorly, and, and giving teams a foothold in a game, particularly sized towards, towards the lower end of the table, which is which is where we, we've struggled. So, I think it could be quite interesting then, because we've started a lot of games slow. We've conceded a lot of goals in the first 10 minutes this year, particularly against the likes of United, Spurs. Um, I think Chelsea were the only one we managed to hold out for about 20 minutes. Um, so, so both both teams start badly, yeah. so don't bother turning up for <laughs> 20 minutes, basically. What, what we could be seeing is a game where, where Wolves sit a little bit, expecting a headless charge in their direction, a few meaty challenges, 
and then Cardiff don't offer that and we could be left with just two sets of 11 men looking at each other and looking at their managers saying well, which one of us goes first yeah. well we'll see what happens you haven't actually given a prediction there would you like to I, yeah, I think get off the fence I we could nick one we're always, we're always liable to nick one I think maybe you're looking at a, a 2-1 3-1 for Wolves and it, it pains me to say it but the, the past couple of weeks have just destroyed any confidence or hope that that I've had. I hope I'm wrong. I hope to God I'm wrong. But no, I, I can't see anything else other than that. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, but also <laughs> I hope uh, you guys stay up. Um, and, you know, with everything that's happened, I think the club's handled itself really well. Gained a lot of admirers, Warnock as well. And uh, we hope to speak to you again next season. Yeah, that'd be good. Thank you for joining us. Otherwise, I'll be on the Albion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Lee. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, how are we thinking Wolves are going to line up then? That's the big question, obviously. Uh, a horrible defeat against Huddersfield. There'll be calls for changes. Um, is he going to do it? Let's say everyone's fit. Let's say everyone's firing. Um, how's Nuno going to go? Well, it's a big game. You know, as, as, as me and Lee were just saying, entertaining clashes You know, between these teams over the past few years. It's not the game Wolves want, really. I know, I know you're very confident, but I'm not sure you want Neil Warnock coming to town. When you could really... It's not a must-win. Of course it isn't. Wolves are in a great position. Seventh is a bonus. But they've got Chelsea away next week. And then they've got the Man United game. And I, the last thing they want is to, hey, slip up against Cardiff this weekend. Mm. And then go to Chelsea. And worst-case scenario, go into that quarter-final. The biggest one-off game in eight years. I'm calling it right now. I love that. Um, since the Blackburn survival game, there has been no bigger one-off do-or-die match since then for Wolverhampton Wanderers. That's how big this game is going to be. We'll preview it massively in the coming mm-hmm. weeks. You don't want to go into that on th- the back of three defeats. You really, really don't. And also important for the race for seventh, Wolves have got to get back on track. We've just talked about Watford's fixtures earlier. They've got a really tough run. Got to try and cement that seventh place, so they need to win this weekend. But you don't want Neil Warnock coming to town, setting them up. No for a drab nil-nil or to try and nick it on the break. So their defence has been woeful recently, as as Lee's just been saying. Got to get at them with pace. Got to get team selection right. It's been been a big week on the training ground. Nuno's got to decide who's fit, who's fresh, and who can beat Cardiff. So what do you do then? Do you freshen it up or do you give give the... It's it's tough to say though, isn't Mm. it? It's tough to say. I I think freshness and vitality is the key. Wolves Wolves started really badly on Tuesday night. They've been better in starting matches recently. Their first half record is still atrocious, but they have been better. We saw it Everton away. They started the game in exactly the right manner. Got to do that again. You're not changing back five, are you? You're not changing back five. You're not. You're not. No, you're not. Back three and, and, and your wing backs. Um, so I guess the main question would be: um, Do you shake it up in the midfield in that midfield three? Take Moutinho, Obviously, he's starting. Do you take Dendonka or do you take Neves out of there? It's difficult, isn't it? Because I think we're all kind of saying Traore really should start. Mm. But who does he come in for? You're not mm. going to drop Jota. And I'm not. I don't think you're going to drop him in as either. So unless you change the system to accommodate him, which Nuno will be reluctant to do, then I think the most likely thing he'll do is is pick the same eleven. Mm. And sure, and hope. Well, I say hopefully that Trio is the first one who gets the first. Maybe, maybe they might not need him, but you know, like you say, might not need him. And uh, well, Costa might come on and have a blinder. We all hope mm. he does. I but, hope he does. But um, but yeah, if Trio doesn't come on and they lose, then uh, they'll be all hell to pay on Saturday night. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's Cardiff City, it's Molyneux, I am going to say, for the sake of my Nickelodeon pictures <coughs> coming into the into the stratosphere, I'm going to say it's Wolverhampton Wanderers 3 and it's Cardiff City 0. Uh, I think Wolves will edge it 1-0. 1-0. Poor game. 1-0 and a, and a midday Sunday extravaganza of a tweet. Let's hope so. Uh, for me, Tim... 
Fingers crossed, three points. We shall see you at the weekend. Go and buy those podcast tickets. Take care, bye-bye.